Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayakel Rishon, the first Aliyah in Parshas Vayakel. This Aliyah now starts with the actual making, this Parsha starts with the actual making of the Mishkan. Our Parsha as a whole is 122 Psukim and our first Aliyah is from Periklamen Hay, Pasuk Adav Tuchov, 20 Psukim in Parshas Vayakel. Let's take a look at a basic overview of the Mishkan. We're going, we hear that Moshe Rabbeinu gathers together Vayakel. Moshe gathers the entire nation of Israel and he says to him, these are the things which Hashem just commanded for six days you are going to work, and on the seventh day you are going to rest. It's a holy of a rest day of rest days. Shabbos, Shabbos on Hashem. Anybody who performs melacha, any creative work will be put to death. You should not burn your fire in any of your campsites or any of your um, your your villages. Yom Shabbos on the day of the Sabbath. Then Moshe Benah goes on to explain all the details of the Mishkan, and he describes all the materials that they'll need to collect, which we went through the beginning of Pasha's Truma. And then he describes all the kalim, all the different vessels necessary to create in the Mishkan, and uh, what the clothing for Aaron and his children is going to be. And at this point in time, all of Israel leave Moshe after hearing this, and they go back to their tents to fulfill the appeal that he has just made. Um, so let's just do a few basic questions. First of all is, why is this necessary to happen in a gathering? Could Moshe Rabbeinu not have sent flyers? Could not Moshe Rabbeinu not have set up agents or overseers and tell them to go to speak to everybody? Why does he need to gather everybody together? So what is interesting over here is you need to put things into context. This is now the meeting which is taking place just after Yom Kippur. That, that is essentially 120 days after the Cheta Egel. There's been the first 40 days after, then there was the... There was, a, sorry, there was 40 days from Matan Torah, and then there was a Cheta Egel. Now this is 80 days later, after two sets of 40, Moshe Rabbeinu comes down and is now trying to fix things. So it's interesting that if you look in the entire Sefer of Shmois, the word Vayakel, and he gathered, only appears, those same five letters in that order, only appears one other time. And that's actually in the beginning of Parshas Lama Beis, in Parshas Kisisa, where it describes the people saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was delaying and tarrying and coming down from the mountain. And they gathered together to Aaron and they say, and they said, make for us an Elohim, make for us this, this, this oracle. What is interesting is, is that at the beginning of the sin, they gathered and here Moshe Rabbeinu is gathering them. What seems to be is that Moshe Rabbeinu is pulling together that energy. He's not squashing the energy which led to the creation of the golden calf. He is actually capitalizing and channeling it to the creation of a golden mishkan. Very powerful idea. Now, Jonathan Sachs is in a beautiful essay on this parasha. Um, he talked about a, a very famous experiment conducted in 1954 um, called the Robbers Island Robbers Cave Experiment. What is, what is the, this, this experiment? So he, it's from the, the University of Oklahoma performed the following trial. They took um, 11-year-old boys, 22 um, 11-year-old boys, and they, they set them up into two groups, and they put them in different cabins, um, somewhat far apart, and for, for a camp, a summer camp experience. Um, and they actually did not know about each other. So each group was on its own little, uh, its own, own, own little area, and they, they made teams, and, and they did exercises together, they gave themselves names, the eaglers, eagles and the rat, rattlers, and they, they made t-shirts and flags. They, they set up for themselves a, uh, their own, so to speak, identity. Then what happened was the second stage was that where they exposed the two groups to each other. Um, and they made some sort of competitions, sports competitions. And it ended up that the sports competitions escalated into name calling and songs about each other, teasing. 
and uh, even burning um, flags and raids of the, each other's cabins. So it, it turned pretty acrimonious. Stage three was, was supposed to be called integration, where they brought together meetings face-to-face between the different groups and tried to bring reconciliation, but it didn't. In fact, it ended up with more fighting and, and, uh, and food throwing at each other. Stage four was when the, they arranged situations which involved a problem which would threaten both groups at the same time. So they, the, 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 the water supply was blocked and they needed to work together to fix it. And they all, they all worked together and then celebrated together where they succeeded. Another time when they needed to rent a video, but they were, the only way they were able to do that was if they were to pool the money of both teams. And they did so and were able to, to come together. And in fact, that is what allowed them to come together. And that was the proof of this whole experiment. What Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is that there's a lot of bad blood here. There's a lot of past, there's a lot of difficulties that have had happened in the past. But in order to get there, the idea is, is to give everybody a common cause. I'm going to gather you together, says Moshe Rabbeinu, like you gathered at the Chet Egel. I'm going to gather you together. Then it was in a mob, then it was a frenzy, then there was discord, there was fighting, there was even killing, according to the Medrash. But at this point in time, I'm going to pull you all together for a positive purpose. And that's how Moshe Rabbeinu resolves it. This, that is Vayakel. Um, an interesting um, another observation, Salia, is it's interesting out of all the Malachas on Shabbos, the only one that the Torah really explicitly says um, is, is Do not light a fire. There are 38 other Malachas on Shabbos which are not explicitly said. Um, they are in, implicitly learned from the Melechas HaMishkan, from the, the way that the Mishkan was set up, but they are not explicit. Why is this the only one that is explicit? Rashi explains, quoting the Gemara, that there are two possibilities. One is Lelav Yotzos or Lechalek Yotzos. Whether that means to say it is to downgrade the level of the, the um, of this iser to just to an iser allowed to a prohibition, um, or, or that, that that burning a fire was lesser than the rest of the melachas, or lachalik that means to say is to to show that each of the the thirty nine melachas is considered distinct in the sense that that if they were done, um, they were done in one helim in one misunderstanding, they would be on they would be considered separate distinct melachas. Um, the Kleakra adds another pos- two possibilities. He says that, pos- that the reason why the fire might have been um, isolated over here is because they actually were allowed to kindle fi- fire in the Melech, in the actual, not the creation of the Mishkan, but the day-to-day usage of the Mishkan um, when they would bring the Karbonas. And perhaps this, to emphasize that in the Mishkan you can do this, but not in the private home. Um, he says it could also be a remez, a hint to the punishment for breaking Shabbos. So, for instance, if a person, God forbid, would break Shabbos willfully, that brings about fire and destruction in their Moshua in their places of living. Which comes us to a, to a bigger issue. The reason why Shabbos is, is put over here is it's put right as an introduction to the building of the Mishkan, because we know that one is not allowed to build the Mishkan on Shabbos. Shabbos, in fact, trumps the building of the Mishkan. And the question is, is why is that? What, what, what's the relationship to the, between Shabbos and Mishkan? And so to understand this, I think it takes the understanding that this is not actually um, two dots being connected with the line, but rather three dots being connected as a triangle. There is Shabbos and there's Mishkan, but there's also a third uh, we're called AM um, vertice, and that is the the creation of the world. Brias Oshamayim Varetz. We know that Shabbos is Zecher Lamas Eberashis. Shabbos is to commemorate the creation of the world. And we also know um, that, that the creation of the Mishkan is also, in a certain sense, re- um, replicating the creation of the world in certain ways as well. Um, we see num- numerous examples of this in Chazal. So let's try to understand this triangle Shabbos, Mishkan, um, and creation. So Rav Sachs has a very, very powerful observation to, um, which he makes, and, he's, and, and that is the following. How could Hashem create the world in the first place? If Hashem is infinite, that means to say all space and time, there is no time, everything is taken up by Hashem. 
How can there be something which is finite which exists? Because that finite is taking up space in the infinite that would then disappear because it is in the face of the infinite. So how can it really exist? The only answer is, as Arizal explains, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was self-effacing. He did a process called Tzimtzum, where he created a space. He chose to create a space which seemed to be absent of his presence, in which, in which he could be able to create a space for the human being. Which is fascinating, because then if you think about it in terms of, of, of the Achaiasm as a parallel, the Book of Bereshis begins with Hashem creating the world, which means making space in Himself, limiting Himself to create space for the other. And the end of Shmois, which is the really, even according to the, ba- the Baal Halachas Gedonis, is called Sefer Hasheni, the second book, that ends with the idea of the human beings creating space in themselves to give space to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The way he puts it is, Genesis begins with God creating the universe as a home for humankind. Exodus ends with human beings, the Israelites creating their sanctuary for a, as a home for God. So what that means to say is that's why it's a chiasm, it's a butterfly pattern, starting with Bereshis, ending at the end of Sefer Shmois. But it's, but it's more than that. If you think about it in a certain sense, in terms of Kodesh and Chol, holiness and emptiness, empty of holy, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu did this process of Tzimtzum, of self-effacing, and the limitation of himself, that was a void in Kodesh, of Kedusha, of Hashem's holiness. In that space, he created a Chalal. That Chalal means a space, but it also means devoid, empty, empty of holiness. What's interesting is, is that in order for us to exist, there needs to be a halal in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, for us to have independent existence, at least from the perspective that we stand in, in that halal. Which is fascinating, and that's why in that, that halal, in that empty space, we call it chol, we call it regular, we call it mundane, because it is, seems to be empty of God. But yet God said there are ways to bring me back into the equation, both in time and in space. And that is when you carve out, when you self-efface yourself, when you limit yourself like I limited myself, it's the same equation, in space and in time, you will create a space within the space to let back the Kedusha, the Kodesh, back into that space of Chol. So if Hashem is self-effaced to create this Chol, the space for us to exist, and we self-efface to create the space for Kodesh to exist within the Chol, that's what we call in space, Mishkan, and in time, Shabbos. And therefore, this is in the true magnificent uh, um, commemoration of the creation of the world the world itself the world is the creation of space for us to exist the whole in which we exist and at the end of Sefer Shmos we hear about Shabbos and Mishkan which the two relate to creating a space in the whole for Kedusha for holiness in which God exists in this world a whole within the whole allowing Hashem so to speak back into the picture this is perhaps the parallel of this triangle Shabbos creation and Mishkan in the meantime have a wonderful meaningful day